Hey guys, welcome back to the Out and Back podcast with Mark and Craig. I'm your one of your hosts. My name is Craig Siegel, uh, owner of Runners High in Freehold, New Jersey. And with me as always, um, my co-host, Mark Pellerin, the head coach of Train With Mark. Mark, uh, welcome to uh, to the show this evening. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're, uh, we're at episode number 33 for those keeping track at home. Yes, 33. Uh, 33, older than us. Just slightly. Yeah. Yeah, just slightly. Um, yeah, guys, so welcome back. So today we're going to be talking all about marathons. So something that's near and dear uh, to, to my heart or a distance that's near and dear to my heart, I would say. Um, but, you know, the late February getting to early March is generally the time where um, most of those out there that are running a spring half or a spring fall are kind of chomping at the bit and, and kind of re- waiting for the weather to turn and, um, ready to get to race day. So Mark, um, I know I shot you a Snapchat last night and, yes. uh, it, it sounded like, uh, I was having a very exciting Saturday night. I don't know about you. Dude, mine was even more awesome. I watched the SEC track meet before I watched the Tokyo marathon. Okay. So it was a complete, so, complete running evening for you. Yeah. I watched probably four and a half hours of running yesterday. I'm sure the wife was very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was. She uh, left me for the other room. Right. Hey, no problem. No, nope. no problem. No problem. Not in my book. Nope. <laughs> and I can say that because I know she doesn't listen all the time. So See, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were fortunate enough. I was flipping through the channels last night and saw that from 7 to 10, quote unquote, running was on. Uh, on the TV guide uh, or the the guide channel or whatever it was, <laughs> the guide channel. They don't even have that channel anymore. I don't think, right? Where it scrolls and stuff. I think now it's just all yeah, we in don't depth have and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tokyo was was last night, which is pretty awesome to watch in full. Um, so they had a world record attempt and fell just a little bit short, um, just about a minute or so shy of the world record, and it's really hard to do when you go out, um crazy fast and then run uh what would you say mark the last about 10k or so by himself kip sang was yeah i think the rabbit dropped out at 30k and he had one guy that hung on for a little bit longer yeah so probably for like another 2k and then yeah last 10k i would say he was by himself yeah so it's not too bad not too shabby no what uh, uh what slightly disappoints me is their uh ridiculous early pace yeah i mean it was, it was a change in the course too so i don't know yeah what you know. what it actually looked like yeah but yeah. i mean they had to know how fast they were running they ran oh, yeah. four they ran 14 16 in their first 5k yeah it's insane and at like 10k they were under they were 28 15 or something like that mm-hmm. so they were world class almost world class national class in the 10k and still had 30k to go right i don't know i'm just i'm just not digging their lack of uh restraint early on well maybe next time you can give them a call beforehand and let them know well, yeah i mean you they, they all know that to run the best marathon you got to run it like nearly close to even as possible I mean, yeah. they ran. He ran back to back five Ks at the end over fifteen minutes. Right. And your first one's fourteen fifteen. Right. Like, 
maybe go out in 15 minutes. I was, that's probably a little slow, but like, there's got to be some sort of moderation. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they're, prof- it's... they're professionals. They should know that. Well, and it's also very difficult to I. Nor you nor I have ever been in that situation either, where there's guys that are capable of running right. two o three to right. two o right. two to two ten uh, on the line, but um, yeah, the shoes the shoes did not do the trick. No, they're like one, literally one of a kind. Yes, he's the only man to have those shoes, the sub two, right now. That's what they're called. Yeah. Mm. They look pretty. They look pretty sick. But you called the sub two hundred four. Well, give it time. <laughs> well, did they? Obviously, they're called that just because of Nike's, right? You would think. Uh, like a... yeah. I mean, for, yeah. I mean, they're basically going at each other, kind of. The two companies. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, the, the that competition spurs things to happen, which is. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, uh I don't necessarily think it's a it's it's a bad thing that, you know, they're they're two companies trying to do the same thing and trying to reach the same goal. So I mean, it's just going to push the technology forward now. Um to say that a shoe is going to all of a sudden <laughs> propel someone to to do that. It's a little bit of a of a huge statement or a little bit of a reach, but um you know, you're also talking about guys that and and women, you know, running their times that are just genetically freakish too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like it's gonna take the shoes gonna take like a three hour marathon or to turning them into a two twenty guy or you know, or a three thirty woman turning them into a you know, a, a, a two forty woman. You know, it's it's a very small percentage you know that it's going to help but at that level at 203 or whatever or trying to run under two hours like that small percentage could at you could potentially make a difference right but it's an interesting debate if if we can if a human can if it's humanly possible to run under two hours for the marathon um what do you think do you think uh, uh, we've kind of we've kind of touched on this but like we saw the result yesterday. It was yeah. obviously slower than a world record. Right. He's run sub 204 four times. He's the right. best guy to do that. Like, to take off three minutes from, or almost four minutes from the world record. Right. I mean. I, I, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's going to happen, but I think that it could be, you know, 50 years. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could be a long time. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, just look at, you know, I mean, obviously it's a little bit different because of the, techno- the, the technology has advanced so far um, from when Bannister, you know, broke four to, to now. But now, I mean, I think I just watched or I just saw the results from a, a meetup in Boston and there were literally nine guys in the race that all ran under four minutes. Yeah. So you know to say that it's impossible like to run under two hours like no but right right, right do right. i think that it's happening in the next two or three years probably not um i mean obviously every company has there's an end game there too you know a publicity you know marketing standpoint 
but like we said or like you said earlier like the it's competition you know is a good thing um it should kind of help you know push the technology forward and kind of you know be better overall at the end of the day so yeah i mean i think yeah obviously it competition in business world makes a whole lot of sense but there's a lot of places where competition makes makes a lot of people better mm-hmm. uh, some it makes some people worse sure it brings out the worst in some people but i mean for the most part yeah it's gonna it's gonna make things and people that much stronger and better and more competitive and i think that's i'm okay with that yeah i gotta get my hands on a pair of those shoes yeah <laughs> no there's no way <laughs> no what do you think what do you think is different about them um well i mean the nike stuff has not been released yet so there's that coming at some point uh the adidas stuff has obviously made an introduction um you know what's different um i mean they're just doing a brief read up on because obviously we we haven't seen the shoe because the shoe's not being sold anywhere mm-hmm. um, at this point. I'm sure at some point they'll release it and people will go nuts over it, even though it's not like I said, it's not going to take off 40 minutes from their marathon PR or whatever. But right, right, um, right. I mean, they're they're so Adidas has this cushion called Boost. I'm sure you've heard of it. So it's a really soft midsole, but it has a lot of energy return. So. Um, the stuff that they put in the sub two shoe, it's called boost light or something like that. So it's like a, a, a lighter weighted version of that same material. So, you know, when you're talking about shaving, you know, uh, an ounce or something like that at that speed at that, for that distance, you know, it, it, it does actually make a difference at the end of the day when you're going that fast. Um, did did so. you watch? Uh, I played, kind of paid particular attention to how they got their water from their aid stations. Mm-hmm. Did, did you kind of take note of that at all? In terms of the weird angles that they were taking, it was a cluster. Like well, they were yeah. disorganized and they couldn't grab it. Like right. Well, there was a couple of times where I felt like Kip, like Kip Sang was on like one side of the road and just made a direct cut and I'm like, that's really not ideal. Like you're right. supposed to kind of right. take a gradual line to it. Um, but who I actually really felt bad for was the women because they were oh, packs of like 40. Yeah. Cause there was all the guys that are running around that too, which, which those guys are still very Moving. respectable runners. Moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's still, you're running 220 to 225 or two, you know, 230. Like you're still very serious. Um, but yeah, it just was weird how they were all bunched up. But um, yeah, so we could talk about this all night. I don't think we should bore people with more Tokyo talk. But um, but yeah, so we did want to talk about the marathon today though. So Mark, let's, um, let's kind of address a little bit about, um, you know, getting ready uh, for a springtime marathon and kind of, determining your marathon, um, you know, race pace and goals and things like that and how you kind of start, you know, cause obviously, um, you know, you deal with people that, you know, might be running their first one and they have no mm-hmm. idea what to expect. And you also might be dealing with people that have been running, you know, their sixth or seventh or 10th one. And they kind of have a little bit more of an idea, but I guess from a beginner's perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know, how do you kind of dissect, uh, like what a goal should be? 
Yeah. Well, I think if, if you're an experienced runner, you just haven't run a marathon yet. There's, I would say a few things, a few indicators that you could look at. And one of them is like, if you compare your current running, your current fitness to like when you're in your last best shape and you can kind of get a gauge on like what you can run, what you feel you can run, what you think you're capable of. Like some people are really good racers. Uh, some people are, you know, really good at training. So knowing yourself and figuring out where you fit into that kind of best shape of your life, I think that's one way you can kind of figure out what you're, what you're going to run. Right. Um, well, I mean, I guess let's to talk a little bit about, um, like for a first timer, okay. like, the difference between like running and we've talked about this a little bit, I guess on previous shows, like the difference between running and like racing, you know? So, all right. So let's, let's take like a, a three hour, a three hour guy. That's, that's still moving. Yeah. I would say like three, th- yeah. Three hours to three and a half hours, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. So like, you're saying like, what, what would, that well, kind of person. Do I think or say? no. I think I think for from from my perspective, we get a lot of people in that are doing their first one, right? Okay. And they, you know, there's a difference when you know you're doing workouts and you're and you're running the race faster than your everyday running pace, right? Okay. But we yeah. do see yeah. a lot of yeah. new people that come in and they're like, "Oh, I'm doing my first marathon. It's awesome." Um, you know, they get to like that 20 mile mark, you know, that 20 mile run or they do two 20 mile like long runs and they're like, Oh, I hope I can, you know, make it that last 10 K. But they're, they're basically just extending that run, you know, whereas, yeah, their pace is the same. Exactly. You know, as opposed to like, Hey, I, I'm really going to be up in it. I'm racing. You know, if I do a long run at, right. You know, 6.30 to 7 minutes, like, I'm going to try to race at 5.30 to 6 minutes. You know what I mean? So Right, 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 right. Like, how do you address that with, like, newer people, I guess, or first-timers? Yeah, so, I mean, the people who are racing, you're going to look at, like, the races that they've done. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might run a 10K or a half marathon in your build-up, and you can kind of get a gauge for what you could run. Uh, I think that's probably the the most logical way is, Hey, you know, like six, seven, eight weeks out from your goal marathon, you run your, a 10 mile or a half marathon and you can kind of predict based on the effort you put out in the race, Mm -hmm. what you could run for a full marathon. That to me is probably one of the best indicators. Sure. Um, you know, that's, you're putting yourself out there. You're being competitive. It's a long enough distance where you can say, all right, you know, this is a pretty good effort. I, I, I feel confident that, you know, obviously if you slow down to equate for the for the marathon, this is what I think I can run. I think that's probably the, the best advice that I can say is is when you're in shape, get get a, a sh- obviously shorter than a marathon race right. in and kind of uh, then you can look at, you know, calculators. We could talk about that later, but right. a half marathon or a 10-miler or I wouldn't, I wouldn't really race an 18 miler. I know some people do, Yeah. but, uh, I would say like a, a 10 miler to a half, mi- half marathon would be a good 
indicator of like what's out there, what's what you're capable of. Yeah, uh, for the full. Yeah, personally, I, I'll usually do. I mean, sometimes depending upon what we're doing, there's a, a solid eighteen miler that lines up for late fall races, mm-hmm. um, or we'll do uh, like a simulator. So of like 16 miles or so, or 26K, uh, or 26.2K, whatever it ends up being. Uh-huh. Um, just and, and that'll be at race pace. You know, so Marathon race pace. Marathon race pace. Marathon, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is obviously, which is slower than, hopefully slower yes. than half marathon race pace. Correct, yeah. We so gotta keep, We got to keep that in mind. Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm really big on like, I, I don't know. I'm, and I don't know if it's just because I'm like a one-trick pony at this point. But like I feel like, like I don't really love to like go out and like race a half marathon really hard during a buildup for a marathon, just because that change of pace of twenty sec, what should be twenty seconds or twenty five seconds or so per mile, like I really notice a difference, uh-huh. like on well, the fa- on the fast end. And do you feel that racing a half marathon? How long do you need? How long? Do- do you need to recover from that half marathon before you can continue with your marathon training? I think that's the other thing you really um, got to think about. Yeah, I mean, I I would probably take a like a week off of workouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I wouldn't um so the mileage would stay there. Yeah, like say if it's like a Saturday or Sunday race, like I'll probably, you know, won't work out that following week and then get back into workouts the following week. Um, you know, just because you put your body through a lot uh, for that one effort. Um, like I said, I really don't I, – I guess I find that, like, in some of my most successful, um, like, marathons, I um, – You're not really going to the well? No, I don't. It's more about just running as much marathon pace as I possibly can. But everybody's different. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the science and stuff like that behind it. Okay. In terms okay. of setting up, um, like a marathon training plan or, or kind of what both you and I kind of use, um, yeah. to, to so, kind of get someone geared up. Personally, I like using, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, V dot charts. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. Every, every workout is Jack Daniels. I would say a good 65 to 75% are. So you can, you can find them on my website if you just go under resources. But basically what it is, is you find out what kind of shape you're in based on a race or your kind of like average easy runs and long runs. And then that those performances or that training effort equates to certain uh workout performances workout efforts equivalence yeah yeah, equivalent workout performances so you know let's say all your runs are at eight minute pace you can kind of gauge what your workouts might be based on that and then you can also kind of predict if you were training for a marathon what your marathon time would be um, so I find that very useful for a lot of my online runners. A little different when you get into like uh, track people, the the speedier workouts, 
Um, but for the marathoners, it's a pretty good, uh, it equates, it equates fairly well. And you know, what's scary too. A lot of that time, like a lot of that stuff, like if you actually look at the chart, like it's like the, the race equivalents or like, or PR equivalents, like line up like very, like yeah. eerily similar. Yeah. You know, it's like I, he can, he can predict. Right. But I guess that's what happens when you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of data points to, yeah, you know. Uh, so what do you do when you're creating your marathon workouts? What do you kind of use as a a guide? Um, I don't even. I mean, I guess just history, like personally, like for myself, like I don't, um, I don't subscribe to, I guess, any one like true, like I don't. I don't subscribe to like just the, just running heart rate, you know what I mean? Or so you so you still even... do a a, pen, a percentage of your max? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Oh, you do don't. Heart. Use, no, oh, no, no. You don't yeah. use heart rate. Oh, but okay. I mean, I th- I think I I think as much as I say like oh I don't really subscribe to anything like I think it's very much like threshold kind of based like all my work when I do marathon stuff like all my workouts are at marathon pace. But how do you know what your marathon pace is? You, do you say like? I'm going to run 525 pace in the marathon, so therefore I must run 525. Or do you say like, yeah. hey, my current fitness is it says like 540 for a marathon pace, and then you work your way down to the 525. I I think I kind of I kind of work backwards, but then I also have a willingness to adjust. You know what I mean? I guess for for me. I've always viewed the marathon. It's just such a, it's such a, um, a beast that of a distance that if you go in with the slim margin of like one or two seconds per mile, like if you're like, Oh, I have to run five twenty five, or otherwise, you know, per mile or otherwise, like it's not going to be a successful day. Well, one, the course is not just straight and flat. flat yeah. So yeah. you have to account for that. And two, like if if you go in with that expectation, like you're just you're just not gonna have a great day. Because I feel like for me, like I'm like, okay, like I can run you know, if I'm overall averaging between like a five to ten second window, like I'm pretty pretty content. Mm-hmm. Um but you also have to be willingness to to um, adjust during training, but also adjust during the race. Like, you know, for example, in in Boston, like if you're running, you know, you have to run a little bit quicker early because you're downhill. Right. And then, but you also have to keep in mind that you don't want to absolutely implode from 16 to 22 because it's all uphill and you know it's all up and down. But if you're going up heartbreak, like, and you're like, oh, I want to run you know, 225 and I need to run, you know, 532 average for every single mile. Well, if you try to run 532 up heartbreak, <laughs> it's really like running like a five minute effort. You know what I mean? So you have to be willing to concede a little bit of time. Like right. I'm, I'm totally for like, okay. Even like at, at Philly, for example, around like nine, there's, there's a pretty solid hill. And it's like, okay, well, if I give back, 10 to 15 seconds in this one mile and then i know i can get back on to what pace i need to be running the next mile i'm okay with that because that mm-hmm. 
that 10 to 15 seconds that I gave up willingly could save me two, five, like 30 minutes at the end. You know what I mean? Like if you're out just a little bit too hard and over your head just a little bit and depending upon how much you come undone or, you know, you can come undone just a little bit and you're giving back two minutes. If you come undone a lot and the day just goes to absolute shit, you could give up. Have I mean it could you know it's it's ridiculous it's not like a five k yeah. it's not like oh I was off ten seconds like no you're off you know you can run a half hour slower pretty easily yeah um so yeah, yeah what, was, what were we talking about just, <laughs> so the initial the initial question I asked do you say when you start a marathon build up mm-hmm. my goal pace is X so right. every workout will be X right or do you say my Goal pace is X, and I'm going to train at L, M, and O and get to X. Uh, I usually approach it from my goal pace is is this pace with the willingness to adjust along the way during the training period. And the way so – you'll, you'll get there. Hopefully. The hopefully. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, or, right, right. or you have a better understanding of what reality is. You know what I mean? If if I'm like, hey, I want to run 534 pace or 532 pace or whatever, and then all build up, I'm either struggling to run that or just more comfortable at 537 to 538. You know what I mean? Like, right? Okay, I'll so, go. Yeah, so you're adjusting. You're you're hoping to get to your goal pace, mm-hmm. and if you're not, you can tell that you're struggling or you're, you're like it's just come in at you easily right then you adjust your goal pace correct or your goal time right yeah, that's that's yeah yeah that's i mean at, I the, at this point in my life i feel like any marathon that i run in i feel like i'm always like well there might be a potential i could pr but as long as the second number is a two and not a three <laughs> I'll, I'll sign up for it you know what i mean as long as it's like under 230 like how many times can i run under 230 and if i run under 225 run a pr at one point that would be awesome i don't know if that's still in me um but like i said i always give myself that window and i think the the biggest thing with that is like even while you're running like you just can't freak out over one mile that's a little bit too slow like you're gonna go through so many periods of like up and down in the marathon, like you're going to feel great for 10 minutes and you're going to feel terrible for 15 then you're going to feel great for another 10. And, you know, so there's just a very, um, it's a roller coaster. You know yeah. I mean, it's probably the oh, yeah. best way I can describe it. Um, and then it's really just about getting to 20 and then, then the race like really starts because that last 10 K is an, is a beast. So, um, doesn't it make you want to sign up for one? Not at all. I could barely get. Th- I mean, I got through, but man, I could could have slept the whole day today, and I only ran eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's talk about like what you can do to improve the chances that you'll run close to the time you want to run. So, like, what are some right. things that are like tried and true that you know will help you improve and get there? Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I think workouts are like the key indicator there. You know, I mean, the the more quality workouts that you can, you know, just stack just consistently, 
Um, I think that that just kind of gives you the confidence going into race day. I know for me now doing this for, I don't know, nine years or so at this point, like there's key, like key workouts or key indicators that I know along the way that if I hit, then we're going to be in a good situation come race Mm -hmm. day. And then, um, that kind of gives me the confidence because you feel like you've been there before. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of familiarity. Yeah. Familiar. I can't really familiar. That's why why you let me tongue twist it. Um, (laughs) but I think like a lot of, a lot of marathon training, um, it's very lonely too, you know? So, um, you do a lot of like, I don't know, in, in my case, I do a lot of stuff by myself. So like when you're doing workouts and things like that. So even when you're out on the course on race day, like if you're, if you find yourself in between a pack or if you find yourself just running by yourself, like, I don't know, for me, like that doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. So it's just all, cause I've, I've just been running the same pace by myself during workouts. So right. it's just, there's except now that there's people to hand me water as opposed to having to snag it from a water bottle that I'm balancing on a stop sign or something stupid like that. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, here's obviously I've, I've never run a marathon, but I think one of the things that I have, my philosophy has changed since I've gotten older is that the non-running parts of your life have to be on point or as close to on point if you really want to like run fast and and not just like relatively fast but like fast Mm -hmm. so you know like obviously it affects i kind of i kind of i don't know I, i was gonna i was about to say good nutrition good sleep good healthy habits affect a faster runner more than a slower runner but i don't know i mean I think they both affect them both the same. However, a, a, a bigger chunk of time will come off a slower runner than a faster runner. Well, it's all percentage based. Right. That, and that's, right. that's as soon as I, I was like, oh, wait. But yeah, it's percentage. So, like, man, like if, if you're getting your eight to nine hours and you're, you know, eating healthy and you're not drinking soda and you're like, slimming down on the the beer and like all that stuff like man you can run so much faster and recover so much faster than if you're like a slob with your eating and you're sleeping like but you know what the ironic thing is though the not ironic but if you're if you're more in that professional category like the likelihood of you being able to do all that stuff and maintain yourself is is higher than yes the the everyday guy or girl who's got to go right. to a job at 8 30 or 9 o'clock and is in there until five or right, six right. o'clock no i totally i totally understand and that's where i say like the faster you run that's why i feel like the faster you run the, the more it matters because like to take any time off of a, a 203 marathon like we watched yesterday like mm-hmm. he's got to be like it's it's an absolute like science like totally down to like 
how much sleep he got and how much protein he takes in. Like it's an yeah. absolute business. Sure. And so like, you know, what if he was like, Oh man, if I only got, if I laid off the Tusker for, you know, like <laughs> Tusker, <laughs> that's Kenyan beer for this. Yeah. Movie. Or they were, yeah. Yeah. You know, like one less X, Y, or Z, like one more push up. Right. Like what would, what would the difference have been? Yeah. I don't Whereas, know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if anything would have made the difference, particularly yesterday. But yeah. Um, what else? What else? So obviously, I just went for the the non running. What other running things do you think, like, help you build that confidence that allows you to run close to your PR or a PR? Um been a while since i've pr'd i'm actually okay kinda, so, i'm actually right, kind of so, i'm actually kind of depressed about that so so like <laughs> all right so when you do your next build up like what's the one thing you're going to focus on to help you set a pr the, like the one or two things uh outside of workouts outside of yeah outside of like mm-hmm. threshold and tempo and it really put me on the spot because that's really all that i do i would really need to like I I need to do other I need to do little things. Like I need to do like weights. I need to do all that stuff that I literally don't do any of. And we've talked about this number of times. So Yeah. It's it's on public record. So uh, what do you what do you think is actually going to take you to to I don't get know. That, I don't know. I don't you're know. So, we were so just stubborn. talking we were just talking earlier that I was in the store for 15 hours last weekend or last Saturday. In one day, so I know yeah. time is yeah. always an excuse, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I got to figure that out. That's my own internal struggle. All right, so listeners, if you have any ways to help Craig get the non the non running things done, let us know what you think because I don't know how to help him either. <laughs> I, he's he's the most dedicated runner I've probably ever met, and yet. Yeah, and everything else, I'm a total lost cause. Oh, no, there's no push-ups. No, there's no push-ups. Yeah, at least done right. Huh. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have to work on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's huge. That is huge. If you can't carry your body through 26 miles, it's – efficiently right you're you're done you're you're given you're given time back to the course right and that's you know i'm not i'm still i'm i am currently running i'm not 100 percent healthy i don't feel great all the time and i don't feel smooth and you know i guess i best described it to my buddy the other day that i feel like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag uh just because I feel like choppy and just not strong, um, but that's kind of what'll happen too when you don't race for almost a year now, um, and you don't do the little things. So you must do the little things. Do yeah. as do as we say. I do the little things. <laughs> I know, but I you don't do the other things. You don't do I the running part of it. I can't. I can't run. So we're like two halves of a. <clears throat> yeah. So if we could just m- mesh and be one runner, we'd be fine. Yeah. So, but, 
All right, up against the clock here, Mark. Uh, people are probably okay. pulling into their parking lot, parking spaces at work after <laughs> a nice 35-minute drive. Um, why, don't you, why don't you give a shout-out, and we'll, uh, we'll get on the road here. Cool. All right, guys, so find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Podcast. Find me at Train With Mark. Just uh, Google me. That's uh, the best way to find me. Craig, what about you? Yeah, uh, so for all my stuff or all of our stuff at the store, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's just at Runners High NJ. Um, and definitely, guys, if you have any questions or comments or anything that you want us to address, um, we are more than happy to hear from you. So if you just hit us up on our Facebook page um, and comment on this post or any other uh, post we put out there, we'll be surely happy. No, we'll be happy. We'll be glad. We'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get back to you. So, all right, guys. Thanks so much uh, for listening, and we will talk to you all next week.